everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Monday. It's March 14th. It is 2022. We have nine NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm riding solo today. Grant was having some internet issues, so I'm just going to talk about this slate by myself and break it down. Hope everyone had an awesome weekend back on the NBA grind here on Monday. Um, looks like a good slate overall, you know, nine games, good Monday slate. And I think there was only two or three teams, maybe four teams on a back-to-back. So nothing too crazy as far as back-to-backs go. So we'll have to see how it kind of shapes up here. We get started with LA Clippers at Cleveland taking on the Cavs. This game currently sitting at a 211 total. Most books, it opened at 215. It's jumped down a bunch. Uh, Cavs, a six point favorite in this one. On the Clippers side, they're on the second end of a back to back. So we'll see if there's any injury report that comes out for them. And then on the Cleveland side, Allen is out. Rondo is doubtful. Sexton is out. And then Marketing, Levert, and Wade are all questionable. Starting here with the Clippers side of this game, Reggie Jackson, 8,200. He's kind of pricey. He has been hitting that 40 fantasy point mark here recently. I don't mind him. I do think that his ceiling is still kind of capped um terrence man he is 5k he has been losing you know some minutes here recently as well so I'm, I'm definitely concerned with him as far as minutes are concerned marcus morris assuming that he'll play on the second end of back-to-back over 40 fantasy points in two of the last three games he's 5600 really like the price tag for him Coffee coming off a of back-to-back 35-plus minute games. He hasn't really done much with it. This is a tough matchup against Cleveland. So for me, on the on the Clippers side, unless some people start getting ruled out, not a ton of interest here. And then on the Cleveland side of this game, Garland has been playing really solid. His price reflects that, though. His price has come up a bunch. With Allen, not likely to play. I don't mind looking at Mobley here. At 7,700, if marketing gets ruled out, I I like Kevin Love at 6,600. Those would be the two pieces that I like the most here from Cleveland. Don't mind Osman on the cheaper side at 4,800. He should get 30-plus minutes in this game. Moving on, we got Portland at Atlanta. 233.5 total here. Atlanta is a 13-point favorite. Atlanta is second end of a back-to-back. On the Portland side, Bledsoe, Ingles, Lillard, Little, Nurkic, Simons, Winslow out. So even with Atlanta on the second end of a back-to-back, Portland's just missing so many pieces here that it's going to be tough for them. On the Portland side of things, Josh Hart's 8,800. He's coming off of a monster game against Washington, shot the ball 21 times, had a really good night, six from nine from the three. He had four steals, big game in that Washington game on their way to a win. I don't expect him to do that every night. We know that the ceiling is there now. I think he is certainly someone you could potentially take some shots on in large field tournaments. Brandon Williams prices up to 6,500. He's only paid that off one time. He had 49 fantasy points against Minnesota one night. He shot the ball 
tremendous in that game, had a really good all-around game, eight rebounds, four steals. It's the highest steal number he's had. It's the most steals he's had. You know, the most outside of that combined is two. So four steals looks like he kind of ran on the good side of um, variance in that game. Eubanks is always someone that is somewhat interesting. Him and Watford, I mean, the minutes are are there for these guys. So in this matchup, I don't hate the idea of taking some shots here on these Portland guys. LB has been playing solid minutes, but I would say my favorite play from Portland is probably... Williams in this matchup against Atlanta or Eubanks just kind of looking at for some value here for Atlanta again don't mind Josh Hart or Watford in large field tournaments on the Atlanta side if you think this game stays close Trey Young you know sets up to have a monster game here had 85 fantasy points 50, 56 actual points the first time these two teams met so if you think the game's going to stay close uh, you know I don't mind Looking at him, um, John Collins is supposed to be a game-time decision for this game. If he were to sit, a Kongwu could be interesting at, at 3,400. So going to be watching that news. If Collins is out, definitely don't mind going to a Kongwu in this matchup. Could get, you know, be pretty blowout-proof safe, too, as well for a Kongwu. So Trey Young, if you think the game's going to stay close. Bogdanovich, not bad at 6,200. And then um, I just I, Clint Capella has been producing well. Minutes are all over the place right now for him. You know that was a close game on on Sunday, and he what I think he played like twenty two minutes. I think it was more foul trouble than anything else. So maybe he's rested for this game. But you know, waiting to see what happens with John Collins here, in my opinion. Up next, we got Denver at Philadelphia. Two twenty total in this game. Philly is a two and a half point favorite. Philadelphia second end of a back to back. On the Denver side, Aaron Gordon is questionable. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. remain out. So looking at Denver, you know, obviously Jokic is the guy that you're playing most of the time in ceiling situations. If Aaron Gordon ends up sitting, I think that's a bump for a guy like maybe bones Highland, maybe Monte Morris, uh, even a potential Jeff green sighting. So I think we'll be really interested to see if AG ends up playing or not, because I mean, bones Highland is cheap. Jeff green is cheap. So I don't know how much more Jeff Green will really play. I think Bones Highland could potentially get a bump in minutes here. On the Philadelphia side, we could see a big game from Embiid. He's someone that is just a double-double machine. The ceiling is obviously there. We continue to see him you know, play really well with James Harden on the floor. Um James Harden has kind of slowed down for his 11K price tag. I think that if I'm playing one of the Philly studs, it's probably Embiid over Harden at their prices. 
I think Maxi's price is kind of caught up to the production. So for me on the Philly side, it's really Embiid. Charlotte at OKC taking on the Thunder. 231 and a half total here. The Hornets, an eight-point favorite in most books. On the Charlotte side of things here, Hayward's still out. The Thunder is they're going to be on the second end of a back-to-back giddy dort kendrick williams potentially i don't know we'll have to kind of see if he's back or not um and aaron wiggins on the charlotte side i really like terry Rozier today i think this is a spot he could absolutely crush at 8100 has gone over 50 fantasy points in three of the last five over 45 fantasy points in four of the last five so could see a big game here from Rogier. Just consistency has been the name for LaMelo Ball. You know, he's averaging 19 and a half, seven and seven. So don't mind LaMelo, but I think Rogier is the upside slash ceiling play. Miles Bridges at 7,800. I know he could have a big game, but the price kind of scares me a little bit on him. Trez, Washington, and Plumley all kind of splitting minutes here. I think if I was going to take a shot on any of these guys, it'd probably be PJ Washington. Uh, I think that's it. You know, Cody Martin is 4K. I don't want to overreact to one good game the other night where it kind of got away and he got some extra run. On the Thunder side of things, uh, you know, SGA, he's just been absolutely stellar. You know, he's been putting up production like an 11 12K player. He's 10-4, so I don't mind him in large field tournaments. Outside of him, the minutes are all over the place. I think Trey Mann would probably end up being like my second favorite um theo maldon is always someone that i like playing at really low ownership he'll have those games from time to time and then lindy waters if these guys remind rain out he has been playing really solid minutes here recently he's still 3400 so i'd be looking at some of these value plays on the okc side um lindy waters the minutes like i said have been solid so good fast pace type matchup here going up against charlotte minnesota at san antonio 241 total in this game the timberwolves a five-point favorite on the minnesota side beverly mclaughlin and reed are questionable vanderbilt is out on the san antonio side bates diop remains out mcdermott's out looking at the Minnesota side here first. Edwards, 7,600 return. And, you know, he's been playing really solid over 40 fantasy points in back to back games. He played in a back to back. So I'm really not worried about this knee injury. Um, you know, he came back against the Thunder, played 25 minutes in that blowout, and then played back to back games on the 11th and 12th. So, don't mind Anthony Edwards here at 7,600. We saw the production kind of drop a little bit for Russell with Edwards back. 
And I think Cat kind of hurts from Edwards being back as well. So I definitely don't mind taking a shot here on Edwards. I think Jaden McDaniels is someone in large field tournaments you could look at for some potential value in this game. And that's kind of it for me. I don't love the idea of playing Prince or Noel. Noel is cheap. His minutes have been all over the place, but not someone that I absolutely love. On the San Antonio side, I mean, I can't preach DeJounte Murray enough. This guy is just absolutely balling out over 50 fantasy points in five straight games, six of the last seven. He has just been absolutely stellar all season long, and he is missing like double up, double doubles and triple doubles by like one or two assists and rebounds. So the ceiling is 70 plus fantasy points on a nightly basis for DeJounte Murray. So I love this spot for him. I love the fact that he's still under 11K. Jakob Podol is 7,300. His price is kind of getting up there now where I think his price is a little bit too much. Keldon Johnson, I think I would take shots on him before I would take shots on Podol. Maybe even Vassal before I take shots on Podol. And, I mean, Trey Jones is someone that has been playing decent minutes. So I don't love him but I don't hate it. I don't hate the idea of maybe taking some shots on him, but I think the main play here from San Antonio is going to be DeJounte Murray. And I mean, the Sirs sat some guys the other night against the Pacers on the second end of a back-to-back, like Josh Richardson played 26 or 36 minutes. I'll be interested to see what like Josh Richardson projects, projects at here in this matchup. Washington at Golden State, 225 total in this one. The Warriors, a 12-point favorite. On the Golden State side, Iguodala, Peyton, Wiseman out. On the Washington side, Bradley Beal remains out. Kyle Kuzma, 8,700 going up against Golden State here. He has not really excelled recently. You know, he's had good games, good outings. It's just he's not really been paying off this price tag. I think Porzingis in this rotation is really hurting Kuzma. So I still think Porzingis is an interesting large shield tournament play, just kind of waiting for that game that he gets up there. And KCP has been shooting a little bit more here recently. So don't mind maybe taking a few shots on KCP in large shield tournaments. Um Corey Casper is another guy that's been playing really consistent minutes at 4,100. So in large field tournaments, I don't hate, you know, getting some exposure to him. We'll have to continue to watch this Sadaransky minutes. It, they're hovering right around 20. If anyone starts to get rolled out for Washington, I think he could really benefit. So just kind of have to pay attention to that. On the Golden State side, you know, Draymond is expected back in this game. So one more mouth to feed here. Uh, We don't know what type of minutes he'll be playing in this game. I don't think I'll play Draymond. I do think Draymond is always someone that makes Curry and Clay better. But at Curry's price at 10K and Clay's price at 7,800, I just don't see it. Um, We did see a monster game from Clay the other night, made eight three-pointers in that matchup. I was off by one day on the expert survey, if you read expert survey on thursday 
Um, I said Clay Thompson was going to hit a, a season high eight threes, and then of course he did it on Saturday. So I missed it by a day or game for Clay. But at 7,800, I know the ceiling is there. It's just really tough um, to play him. Um, outside of that, the Golden State's just tough here because we don't really know what the minutes are going to look like for Poole. You know, with Peyton out, I think pool minutes-wise will be okay. But, I mean, they've been given Moody, you know, right around 20 minutes a night. And Porter at 25, is he is his minutes going to drop here with Draymond? Um, or is Kaminga's minutes going to drop with Draymond? So I think that's a lot of question marks going into this game. I think if you, in large field tournaments, I think Clay or Wiggins would be the person that I would think would take the shots on here for Golden State. Cruising right along here, we got three games left. Chicago at Sacramento, 236 total in this game. Bulls, four-and-a-half-point favorite. On the Chicago side, Lonzo is out. Levine is questionable. Williams remains out. And then for the Kings, Justin Holiday, Alex Len questionable. Terrence Davis remains out. So Chicago, if Zach Levine is out, I, I think DeRozan at 9,800 would be someone that I'd be firing up in this matchup. He gets a usage bump and a production bump when Levine's off the floor. I think in that scenario, a guy like Kobe White could see a nice little bump. Um, AU could see a nice little bump in production. So both those guys in play if Levine ends up sitting Crusoe came back. He played 29 minutes. He's 4,200. If Levine is out, I could definitely play Crusoe in this matchup as well. On the Kings side, I mean, it's De'Aaron Fox most nights for me. I think he's the guy with the ceiling. I think you're going to get a really steady production from Sabonis, but at 9,200, I think you still kind of need some ceiling in this matchup. So I think the main play from Sacramento is Fox. DiVincenzo is getting decent minutes, but his minutes have kind of been all over the place. And I mean, Damian Jones is getting a decent run, but I don't know if I necessarily like this spot for him. Um, Holmes is kind of back now too. So, I mean, that's definitely added a, another mouth to feed here and Jeremy Lamb. So they're playing a lot. I think the main focus from the Sacramento side is Fox. I think it's a really interesting game stack, especially if Zach Levine ends up sitting. Milwaukee at Utah, 230 and a half total here. The Bucks, a one and a half point favorite. Bembry and Connington are out for Milwaukee, and Rudy Gobert is questionable on the Utah side. So that obviously could matter a bunch for Utah. On the Milwaukee side, Giannis is 12-2. I could see him getting up for this game. Good competitive game. Definitely like Giannis more if Rudy Gobert sits. I don't mind maybe taking shots on uh, Drew Holiday in this spot. Brooke Lopez is back. So we don't know what that's going to be minutes-wise between him and Portis. Are they going to ease them back? Serge Ibaka's here too. So just some stuff to kind of pay attention to. I think the main piece here from Milwaukee is Giannis, like always. And then 
On the Utah side of things, I definitely like Donovan Mitchell in large field tournaments, and I love White side in this game. If Gobert ends up sitting, he's 5,400. Tougher matchup against Milwaukee, but not really. So I, I don't mind him. And Mike Conley was out the other night when Jordan Clarkson had a big game. Conley's expected back in this game, so I don't really expect a big game from Clarkson again. Conley at 5,400 is like borderline play. But I think, like I said, I think the main piece from Utah is, is Mitchell. And if Gobert sits, I love white side in this game um something to kind of note just to pay attention to daniel house has been getting minutes he's 3300 still not i mean he's gonna need you're really relying on three pointers with him to hit value so i don't think i want to play him on a nine game slate but just wanted to kind of mention him here that he is getting minutes we finish out with toronto at la no total in this game. Second end of a back-to-back for the Lakers. They're currently still playing as I'm recording this podcast. On the Raptors side, OG, Flynn, Bonga, out, Van Vliet, questionable. Uh, on the Lakers side, I would expect Anthony Davis to still be out for this game. I know he's you know getting some more light work on the floor type stuff. Um LeBron has been dealing a little bit with that knee, I would say, bugging him. Um, So it's tough for me because, I mean, LeBron at 12K, he's just been taking over games and just absolutely crushing. They got – I mean, they're they're currently getting blown out right now by the Suns. So – do they sit anybody? I think that is a big question mark. Um, it's tough, but I started with the Lakers side. I usually start with the visiting side, but yeah, I mean, on the Lakers side, if everybody plays, I definitely don't mind LeBron. If someone, if like LeBron sits, I like Malik Monk. I think Westbrook's a little pricey still. If LeBron sits, I think you could look at Horton Tucker. So just going to have to kind of pay attention. Um, Austin Reeves has been someone that's been playing really solid minutes and been kind of like a role player for the Lakers here recently. Um, so don't mind him maybe in large field tournaments either. On the Toronto side, I mean, it all really depends on Van Vliet. If Van Vliet sits, I love Barnes at 8K. He's someone that's going to handle the ball a lot. He's going to have triple-double type upside if that's the case in this matchup. So Lakers, not a great defensive team. You could look at Siakam. You could look at Trent. Um, I even think, like, you could potentially even take shots on maybe, like, Amari Brooks. But I think there's going to be better value plays, a little bit safer value plays. I think Barnes, Siakam, Trent, really the plays here if Van Fleet plays – I don't mind Van Vliet at 7,800, assuming that he'd play his normal amount of minutes. So don't mind him. Or I think Barnes is a large field tournament play regardless. I just think he's a better play if Van Vliet sits. Going to play the morning grind game, and then we're going to – or I'm going to get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Mentioned a bunch of names – on the value side that we're kind of waiting and seeing what's going to happen with injury news, who's going to be in, who's going to be out type plays. So 
This one's tough, but I'm going to go Caruso at 4,200. I think he plays a good amount of minutes here, regardless if Levine plays or not. Um, so I'm going to go Caruso at 4,200. I think he obviously benefits from Levine being out, but definitely don't mind him here. Over 8K to go under 5X, bust of the day. My bust of the day today, I think I have to go Steph Curry at 10K. He can go over 50 fantasy points in any matchup, but with everyone getting healthy for Golden State, they should continue just to roll games. And, I mean, I think we're we're probably not playing a lot of Curry until the playoffs um, or in games that you know are going to be ultra-competitive, fast-paced type games. Favorite 6X play... Um, a lot of options for 6x today, but I'm going to go back to one that I really talked about that I liked a lot here, and that's Terry Rozier at 8,100. I think this is a 50-plus fantasy point game for Rozier, so Scary Terry is someone that I like a lot in this matchup. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Um, I'm going to go, I don't even know if this guy is going to be low owned or not, but I'm going to go Lindy Waters for OKC. I don't know how, how popular it will be. Maybe he's a little bit more popular, but I really like him for large field tournaments. He's super cheap at 3,400. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't mind it. No bets really standing out to me here night before. I think a lot of these lines are really, really close to what you know I kind of expected them to be. Yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing that I would like, oh, I gotta have. Um I would have liked Charlotte at minus seven. It's mo- minus eight almost everywhere now. Uh, it opened at minus seven. I really, I really, I would have liked minus seven for Charlotte. But that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. Hope everyone, like I said, had a great weekend. We'll be back talking hoops tomorrow. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.